All right. This is a special uh, edition of the Yay. Usually I have Norman G here. Oh, by the way, my name is Reg Clay. Usually we have Norman G here. But Norman, as uh, if you listened to the last episode, he's actually out of town with some family. But I have a special guest, um, Jerome, who is the, um, the, uh, the producer of the Musical Cafe. Jerome, is it, last name is Gendis? Gentis. Gentis. Gentis, yes. right on. So how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. All right. <laughs> a great summer day here. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you've been busy because uh, the Musical Cafe, it's uh, opening tomorrow on May the 20th. Matter of fact, I have a card right here. May the 20th and then the 22nd and the 23rd. The 20th is actually, uh, it's a matinee. It's 3 p.m. Uh, the 22nd and the 23rd. That's a Monday and Tuesday. That's at 7.30. Um, how long has the Musical Cafe been going on? This is the seventh cafe showcase. Okay. And we, the organization Musical Cafe actually has been, uh, it's actually a program and it's been in existence as part of Play Cafe for uh, a while. And it went into dormancy and then mm. the... Um, treasurer of Play Cafe, and I'm the executive director of Play Cafe, by the way, mm -hmm. um, but the uh, Sandy Caston, who's our treasurer, she um, met a bunch of theater creatives and specifically musical theater creatives in the Bay Area. In fact, we were all brought together to work on this project, and then we were, we kind of, we, we enjoyed working together and realized we wanted to keep going, and we realized there was no platform for us to share musical theater that people were writing and creating here in the Bay Area or, you know, in Northern California, mm -hmm. for that matter. Um, so we got a little bit of a grant money. You know, we, t we talked about it, and, it was, and I always say, as I'll say tomorrow at the beginning of the show, you know, one of us said, hey, what if we did this ourselves? And... Um, then that was kind of all it took. So Sandy managed to find us a grant, and that happened in the summer of 2014. Okay. So we're going into our... We didn't get our first showcase going until the January of 2015. Okay. And we're going into our third year. Nice. Really, really nice. So you guys all are... Um <clears throat> writers, I mean, musical writers and also directors. I mean, is it a collaboration of people who do all, a bunch of things? Well, it is. I mean, at... The, at from the get-go and the core component of Musical Cafe is mostly writers and composers. Mm -hmm. uh, some people, now it's musical theater, so like Lin-Manuel Miranda from Hamilton, you know, some people are what I call triple threats. They can actually write, compose, and maybe even direct or act. Oh, nice. And yeah. so um, there are people like that. I myself am, for the time being, I'm just a word person, so mm -hmm. I just write lyrics and, okay. and, and, and the book. Yeah. And some people... Maybe a person writes the book, and then another person writes the songs, mm -hmm. and they had to figure out a way to embed the songs into the book and make it feel like all... You know, the idea is that if you, you make it feel like all one person created yeah. this thing. It's almost like a musical version of the Brill Building. Um, <laughs> back on the... If, for those who don't know, that's uh, the beginning of rock and roll with Carol King and Sam Weil. I think Sam Weil. And uh, everyone just getting together. One person is a writer. Almost like Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. How did you get the um, grant money? Norm and I were talking earlier in another episode. There are some theater companies that survive and thrive and there's some that just wilt away because they can't get the money and you know it's very competitive there's so many theater companies out there yeah I'm not sure how Sandy uh, researched this particular one the Sam Mazza Foundation they're based in Pacifica 
here in the Bay Area, but she must have had them on her radar or or found out about it uh, as a result of the conversation, reached out to them, and they gave us just enough to get going for the first year. Mm -hmm. And one, and we've gotten grants subsequently, in fact, we've gotten one from the City of Berkeley Civic Arts Grant. Nice. Uh, we got a cash grant from the Theater Bay Area. TBA, yeah. TBA, so we, we've gotten like some nice funding. We did a Kickstarter last year, and so our, we're managing to be unusually financially healthy in a competitive market. And I, th I think it's A, because we have such hardworking people behind the scenes like Sandy, but also, uh, you know, the support of our uh, community. And we happened to find something that nobody else was doing. Yeah. Um, which is that we wanted to find a... So musicals, you normally take a long time to develop, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. Longer than plays. Yeah. Um, because you have to worry about orchestrations and people finding people who can sing, et cetera, and the return on investment is so minimal, you know, being theater. Anyway, But so we wanted to give people something like a stepping stone so that all of the people that we thought might be working on musicals in the you know, privacy of their own, you know, home office or whatever... Mm -hmm. um, you know, had at least a little baby step out into the world to, be, to have people see it. Mm -hmm. And it's easy, if you write a song in a musical, it's easy to take that song and perform it at a piano bar or, or a songwriter's night. Freight and Salvage up in Berkeley mm -hmm. has that kind of thing. We wanted to give people a chance to give some of the dramatic material that envelopes a song, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. And that's how this model, you know, came about. And we've actually had people who have come to the showcases from other cities say, oh, you should bring this to Seattle or, you know, Boston or whatever. And believe me, that's a long <laughs> way off. <laughs> no, but it's fantastic. I mean, uh, I, I'm trying to think how I got involved in. I think it's one of those, it's one of the wonderful things about the, the Bay Area. I can work on one show. An actor from that show may say, hey, I'm working on this thing, you know. So I basically got a phone call or I think I got a Facebook message saying, hey, I saw you in something. Do you want to be involved in that? So as far as people, let's say there may be someone listening right now. It's like, wow, I want to do that. I want to be involved in the Musical Cafe. How, how do they? I'm, there, there's a website, musicalcafe. I think it's com. Dot org. Dot org, yes. Yeah. Are there any other ways to get in contact with Musical Cafe? Absolutely. They can, um, so they can send an email. They can look at the website and see, depending on the kind of role that they might be interested in, whether they're an actor or a writer or a musician. Mm -hmm. um, we're always looking for people to become part of this wonderful thing that we're, we got, we're now part of. Um, they can also email me um, at Jerome at playcafe.org since that's the umbrella organization mm -hmm. and that will definitely reach me directly that's the best way to reach me directly yeah. now of course there's there's a finite I guess group of people like there has to be a cutoff time you can't have like I don't know 10 groups or whatever so how is that organized how do you for in terms so uh, the process is it's interesting so we're about to have our spring showcase the, the curtain will come down at uh, on uh, Tuesday evening after the after the performance, and we basically start the submission period for the fall showcase right then and there. In mm. fact, we'll announce it at the you know if anyone happens to be in the audience and happens to be a you know quietly working on a musical at home. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the submission guidelines are on our website, and um, basically the submission window opens at the end of the last showcase and stays open for about a month. So it'll be open until the end of June. Uh, June 30th and, at mid and expires at midnight on June 30th. 
And what you had to do is pull together a little submission packet of a sample of the script, uh, a couple of, uh, I'll get this wrong, so forgive me, but it's um, like a couple recordings of the songs and a couple uh, full scores of the songs mm-hmm. so, that a pian- so that a pianist, if they picked up that sheet music and could sight read really well, they would be able to play that. And if a singer who could sight read really well could look over that pianist's shoulder and could sing the, the, the vocal line, they mm-hmm. could do that. Yeah. That's, we basically want to be, see that people can have that level of skill. Um, now, not everyone always has that, but there are so many way, resources for that from you know, computer programs to community members. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, especially scores. If you have a, a DAW, that's a digital audio workstation like Cubase or Pro Tools or whatever, you can convert MIDI files into um, uh, scores. And there are also people who do scores as well. So Right. Yeah. 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 So... Then, so what we'll have is we'll have that submission window open, and then a com- uh, selection committee of three uh, will evaluate each submission. And really, what they're looking at is, you know, a does it is it presentable? Is it a nice submission? Yeah, you know, the way you'd look at someone's resume and say, like, okay, well, they wrote this in, you know, with crayon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. this other person used, you know, state of the art. Uh, yeah, you, you can know. tell who's serious and who isn't serious. Exactly. Yeah. So um, they look at that and they listen to the songs and then they rank each submission independently. And then those uh, rankings are compared across the board. And uh, the top four of the that will be invited in the fall to be part of the showcase ah okay cool yeah and also it has to be 20 minutes isn't that right that's right that's right yeah the um so we've found that 20 minutes is kind of just long enough to give people a sampling of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and now if you are selected to be in a musical cafe you can use that 20 minutes any way you want however we do ask that you do both songs and scenes so you couldn't do 20 minutes worth of songs or 20 minutes worth of scenes we really want yeah collectively to be 20 minutes yeah okay and you can do it in any order sometimes people will start at the top of the show and Mm -hmm. and by the way this is for people who have um you might have a finished musical. You might also have a musical that you have just started working on. And I can tell you that I actually submitted a couple of years ago with the one that I was working on and still am. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have 20, worth, 20 minutes worth of material yet. Mm-hmm. We had a synopsis and we had a few songs. So it really pushed us to write 20 minutes worth of material together and kind of um, collage it together and try sure. to tell, give people a sense of what the musical was about. Yeah, and and of course others, there are others on the other end where they have a you know a full fledged musical and they have to cut it down to twenty minutes to make it fit. Yes, because if they're going to be four submissions, twenty times four, I think that's twenty, forty, sixty. That's eighty minutes plus there's an intermission. You don't want the audience to you know be there for I don't know two, three, four hours or so. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. There. Yeah. It's um and it's nice because then you. We inevitably end up with four really different pieces. You know, musically, they're stylistically different. Subject matter ranges, uh, as you know, from this uh, showcase. And um, 
and then basically once the selection is made the 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 production process starts and that's yeah what we're in the middle of (laughs) right right exactly i mean uh it's been a wonderful experience as an actor being involved in the in the cafe i mean not only doing our piece and of course it showcases me as an actor and it showcases the pieces but also i'm seeing wonderful performances from everyone else like pygmalion um for those who don't know uh the four pieces are auditing for beginners adulting for beginners i keep on getting that wrong there's the chain there's backslide and pygmalion and some really, really diverse pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real. That's one of our favorite things about it is how how different they end up being, but how talented the actors are, mm-hmm. um, and how. Uh, yeah, I mean, you yourself, you have such an amazing voice. You start to think like, I'm oh, not going to get enough of Reg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, you, you got to spread it out for for everyone. Exactly. And uh, you know, Norman and I, Norman and I were talking about there. No, we did an episode called "No Small Roles, Only Small Actors." There are some actors who are like, "Oh my God, you know, I only have this one little piece." But whatever little you have, if you're on stage in front of an audience, hey, that's that's more than a lot of folks have. So take advantage of it. Yeah. And I always believe that. And you'll be acting too, right? <laughs> Your first time acting, right? In, yeah, my first time acting since like high school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it'll, that'll be fantastic. And actually, you have a very, you have a fantastic song. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah it's fun to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, um, I have to say, one of the good things for me as a producer was um, this had been coming down the pike for a while. Last showcase, I thought, you know, I was sitting there in the auditions. Maybe even even this one, this happened. It did happen because Jonathan was there. And I was like, oh Jonathan Levy, Jonathan right? Jonathan Levy, our yeah. director. Yeah. And um, I was thinking, oh, my God, we don't have enough um, males auditioning. And a couple, there were a couple no-shows. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I was trying to work up the courage to like audition like they're on the spot. And I, <laughs> I did not. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know. Life being what it is, they must have really wanted me. <laughs> yeah, I had heard that a couple of folks had dropped out. Uh, like I said, you know, they I'm not even sure when they contacted me via Facebook and how long it sat there, because we're at the day and age now where I've got to check my IM messages. I got to check my WhatsApp messages. I got to check this, that and whatever. And all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute. Somebody posted something for me. So I'm glad that I found that and I got involved. So yeah. now how did you because I, you know, my little story for getting involved in theater, you know, I grew up in the church and they pushed me out and I did like little Bible versus whoever that was my first time getting in front of an audience and I went to a high school uh, for theater and it's it's something that's really enriched my life you know um, every role that I do I'm, I'm I'm in I'm stepping in someone else's feet and I learn about other cultures or whatever um, like I played a gay person in, in one you know role and I got to learn you know what it is to be, you know, um, that, and I've played, uh, let's say, uh, a Muslim in another role or whatever. So theater means a lot to me. It's it's it makes people diverse. Um, it's I think it's something that everyone should have. But what's your story? I mean, why did you get involved in theater? So, um, well, it's an interesting story. Theater. Uh, so I move. I'm from California. Mm-hmm. I moved back to California about uh, five and a half years ago. Okay. I was in Buffalo, New York. For wow. four years. My uh, sister's in Buffalo. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's cold. It's very cold. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> I so I actually grew up out here and went to college here. And then I moved to New York City to mm-hmm. go to grad school. Mm-hmm. And I was in New York City for 15 years. And then in 2007, I moved to Buffalo for a job. And I, 
I have to be honest. I was like, I don't really want to go to Buffalo. I'd rather be going to Paris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I or, hear you. Or something. Yeah. But I thought, you know what? This is probably meant to happen. So I went to Buffalo, and Buffalo turned out to be wonderful. And um, the arts community there is very grassroots and very... Um, welcoming mm-hmm. and i was actually working a lot on my poetry there and some other kinds of you know writing that are not the theater related mm-hmm. and um somebody i know i was teaching at buffalo at one of the colleges in buffalo and somebody i knew there was uh teaching a class on improv and i had seen upright citizens brigade in new york city mm-hmm. and i thought that looks like fun mm-hmm. and i like how i like the idea that it would push me out of my comfort zone yeah because as a writer i'm often like you know it's my space like i'm in control of it and i felt like with improv it wasn't just me and i wasn't in control right right and i had such a blast doing it mm-hmm. that it kind of like re- it must have rekindled the fire so when I moved back out to, so I, I had to be honest, I did give up on the Buffalo weather. And I was like, <laughs> I went out to Los Angeles yeah. um, in January and I was walking to Starbucks in shorts and sandals. And I was like, why? why, why <laughs> exactly. I, uh, what did you teach in Buffalo? I taught English and creative writing. Okay. As a professor? Yes. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, it was, it was a good, that actually was an opportunity, again, that came to me because I went to Buffalo. I'd always wanted to teach. I thought I would enjoy it and went to Buffalo and sure enough, you know, they, I was given some opportunities, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So then when I moved out to California, I had this idea as I was leaving Buffalo. So it was an interesting thing. Hadn't written a screenplay before, hadn't written a stage play. Sometimes I would have ideas and I think like, oh, that would make a great movie or, oh, I'd like to adapt that book or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And marriage equality was going through the New York State Legislature at uh, that time. And at that time, the, you know, big Supreme Court decision uh, for the United States was I I thought we were going to be like in this 20 year, you know, process for that. Mm -hmm. And um, and then when New York passed it, um, people started actually coming to Buffalo because uh, Niagara Falls, you know, is near Buffalo. Yeah. And you can see a lot of rainbows in Niagara Falls. Yeah. And because the rainbow is the pride symbol, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So a lot of <laughs> so Buffalo kind of became tried to start marketing itself as this like place to have your, you know, um, gay LGBT wedding. Right. And I said jokingly to someone, I should stay and crash a few weddings and try to meet someone. <laughs> there you go. And I thought, that's a great idea for a screenplay. Like uh-huh. Basically gay wedding crashers. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, well, I'll write this as a play. Or I'll, I'll write this as a screenplay. And I did. And then some people said, like, you know, that's not really. And in that time, I moved back out to California. And it basically gave me something to do while I was looking for work out here. Mm-hmm. And um, I had some friends read it here in, Bo- in, in, in the Bay Area, and they said, you know, it doesn't read like a screenplay. It reads like a stage play. So I thought, well, I'll, let me see if I can take it back to, 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 to that form. Mm-hmm. And then I started look. I got some good response to it, and I started looking around for resources in the Bay Area to connect to. So mm-hmm. I thought, I have a lot to learn as a, a playwright, and um, anything I can connect to would be good. And mm-hmm. theater is so community-based, you have to... You have to network more than more than most, right? Um, so that was awesome because there was that, like the TBA and mm-hmm. um, I mean there's just 
I can't believe how much good theater there is here. It's great. It surprised me. When I came out, I'm originally from Washington, D.C., and I actually went to New York. I uh, went to NYU, and I stayed there for five years, from uh, 87 to 92. And I basically gave up theater, and I just went to D.C. and, um, you know, did the day job thing. And I came out here basically for a job. I, uh, I landed a job to work for the DA's office. And I realized, wow, there's theater here. And I just jumped into a theater. I did tech first, and then I got back into acting. But you're absolutely right. There's some wonderful resources. So you have a play up right now um, at the um, the Portrero Hill. Yes, at the Portrero stage. It's um, a playground. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great uh, East, East Bay based uh, playwriting incubator, mm-hmm. and it's part of their uh, Best of Playground Festival. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's a ten minute play. Mm-hmm. It's my first full production of a script since I started writing plays, which is mm-hmm. a wonderful thing um, to have happen. It's uh, called Or or the Play of Light. Okay, and uh, it's a it's about the Hig Boston, right? Or we were talking a little bit about that. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> so. So the playwright, mo- the playground model is actually um, they what they do is they kind of um, it's kind of like a, a you know uh, a, a playwriting hackathon if you will. You okay. know, they basically give you a give a pool of playwrights a prompt, mm-hmm. and they have four days to to write a play, a ten minute script, mm-hmm. and then from all the submissions, six of those will be stage read mm-hmm. at both at Berkeley rep on the, the main stage there under the auspices of playground. And the prompt last October, uh, was presented in collaboration with planet earth arts, which is based in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And the theme was awakening the dream of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so everyone had to write on that theme. Everybody had to write on that theme Got and it. everybody had to write. Everybody was free to write in a different way. Okay. And they gave us a bunch of resources to do that. And some of them were like Neil deGrasse Tyson type stuff about, you know, the origins of the universe and mm-hmm. the Higgs boson particle. And yeah. I'm pretty geeky in many ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, this was not my... Actually, it's funny. I was about to say it wasn't my first idea. It actually was my first idea. And then I thought, no, you know, I can't... I'm not going to get picked if I write that play. And... Or the, the if I follow that idea. Mm-hmm. And I kind of shifted my focus to thinking of all the plays that I'd seen that had, you know, kind of gotten picked. Right. And I started to write that kind of play and I made a bunch of false starts and I threw every one of them out and I realized, you know, I really want to write that other play. I just want to see mm-hmm. what I could do with that. And and I decided I didn't care yeah. if I got picked. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what happened to the play. I just had to see what would happen. Yeah. And um Yeah, you wrote what you felt. I wrote what I felt. And it came out like in a gush mm-hmm. and um I thought, oh my God. <laughs> And I remember thinking, they are never going to do this, and they're never going to pick it, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only to my surprise did they pick it for that Monday night reading, um, but I have been granted a commission to expand it into a full Oh, night. that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. And then now um, they're doing this 10-minute version of it for Best of Playgrounds. So, mm-hmm. so it's had quite a... <laughs> yeah. And you had your opening night. Was it on... Uh, what, what day was it? Last Saturday. Last Saturday. Yeah. And how, how did yeah. it go? It went great. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's running um, this weekend and then next weekend. Awesome. So, yeah. Fantastic. So what other ideas do you have percolating in your mind? And so this is your first play. Is this your first play? 
It's not. So I did end up writing that um, Gay Wedding Crashers yes. play, mm-hmm. but it was funny. The um, gay, marriage equality moved forward so fast. Good old Obama, right? Yes. <laughs> so that play actually kind of became redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I kind of hoped it would be more of a, um, like, open, you know, not an opening salvo, but sort of like a, um, I don't know. I just felt like it, it I, once marriage equality went through it at the national level, it, it kind of stopped me. Mm-hmm. But I had been trying other um, avenues, and one of the things was this um, musical theater writing. So um, I, so I'm working on a full length musical called The Right Note. Okay. And in fact, I just finished another draft of the book today and sent it to my collaborator, composer Rice Majors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a musicalization of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Okay. Oh, nice. And, um, again, it was one of those things where I had this idea and I thought, if I don't do this... That's with Puck and I'm trying, I'm going back... No, that's Midsummer Night's Dream. Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the one with Viola where she disguises herself as a boy. Yes, I remember now. Yes. yes. Okay. And then there's kind of a love triangle and then mm-hmm. Malvolio gets, um, uh, she falls in love with Viola. Falls in love with the Duke Orsino. Orsino is in love with uh, late, the Lady Olivia. Mm-hmm. Malvolio, Olivia's steward, thinks that he's in love with Olivia and thinks that she's in love with him. Mm. It's just one of those crazy. It's actually the the craziest Shakespeare comedy. <laughs> it yeah. is really crazy. Like, <laughs> I just imagine a bunch of folks running, you know, running, and I'm sure there's some mistaken identity stuff going oh, on totally, too. Totally, totally, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, I I love that play so much because I saw. I don't know. I saw a production of it when I was a really really young kid. I mean, my dad took me to a park. Mm-hmm. And we happen on this troupe of actors who are just, they might have been doing it for free. Mm-hmm. And I have never forgotten that production. It like entered my whole being. And they were so funny. Mm-hmm. And the comedy was so funny. And um, they were so good. And I laughed so hard. And I was like, I didn't think, I guess I didn't think Shakespeare could be as funny as like TV. You know? Sure. <laughs> I guess when a kid thinks about Shakespeare, it's like, oh, I got to do a report or something. It's something that. It's involved in school, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Romeo and Juliet, people, people <laughs> killing themselves for love, and you know, yeah, vengeance or whatever. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, this is this is funny. Yeah, people bumping into each other, and right. as you say, mistaken. How, how old were you then? I was like five. Oh wow, that's one of your earliest memories. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even remember. Like they had these two. Um, yeah, it was crazy. They just did it out on the grass, and they had these like two or three. Um, that's all they used, and mm-hmm. they just like hid behind it when they were off stage or went over to the side or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I uh, yeah, I love that memory. Uh, and the guy who played Festy the clown was yeah hilarious. Um, so the um, so this was this happened about the same time that Musical Cafe started um, when I was trying to get a project for all of us to work on together again, and I was trying to think like how could a bunch of musicians and composers and writers who all work on something, who all work in different ways Mm -hmm. and have different styles work together? And I thought, well, it has to be kind of a a farce and it would be good if it was this, the story already existed. So we didn't have to make get, you know, bogged down in like, Oh, you know, then this thing happens and, you know, arguing over the plot. Mm -hmm. If we knew what the plot was, then it would be, I thought it would be easier. Mm -hmm. And, we had a venue in mind and I went into that venue one day and I thought, you yeah, know, this looks like a soundstage of a TV show. And I thought, oh, 
I know exactly what I want to do. I want to take Twelfth Night and merge it with American Idol. Hey. <laughs> so. Yeah. Because I thought that way, you know, on, on American Idol, you have a bunch of different musical styles and, mm-hmm. and every composer could like go to their favorite one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, but <laughs> life being what it is, um, people dropped out of that project one by one mm-hmm. as I was working on a synopsis of the book. Mm-hmm. And eventually I was into it so deeply that I thought, you know, I have to find one composer to do this with and I have to find the right one and I'll know when I find that person. And a friend, Alan Olenichek, introduced me to Rice Majors mm-hmm. and he totally got it right away. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, he got it so well that I thought like, for a while I felt like I was following you know, him, which is a good feeling to have. Mm-hmm. And so in June, we're having a uh, reading of that, a private reading, in collaboration with Spare Stage, which is a company in San Francisco. And then next February, we're doing some development performances of it to mm-hmm. see how it all works. So. Oh, that's fantastic. No, it's, it's a wonderful uh, collaboration thing. The one question that I had, um, and it's a theme that, that Norman and I have been talking about, you've been, you've been in the Bay Area for how long? I, I would say, what, 10 years now? Or? Well, I've been back for five and a half. Okay. And, but I was, I was born and raised here, and so I lived here for most of, you know. Okay. But the, the, I guess the state of theater, you know, um, there are a lot of organizations now like television and movies or whatever who are competing against the Internet. Uh, ratings are dropping. Uh, people are getting fired like ESPN. They laid off a bunch of folks. I wonder how theater competes or you I'm sure you've seen the state of theater from when you've came back up to now has it been easier has it been better or worse um, do you have a, a oh, sense that's a you know that's a good question um, I am it seems as though I came to the Bay Area and kind of really got into theater mm-hmm. at a time when the economics of the barrier were really putting the screws to people yeah and the good the positive thing about that is that it kind of forced or encouraged people to go out on their own mm-hmm. and do a lot of self-producing yeah so there's a there's a downside to that which is that then you have so much theater you don't know what to see first yeah there's a lot of saturation yeah yeah but the good news is that you have a we have a really um we have a really, really, for example, so I was talking with Brad Erickson, who's the um, executive director of Theater Bay Area recently, mm-hmm. and he, we were talking about Musical Cafe and where it fits in musical theater in mm-hmm. the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and we were just talking about the robustness of, you know, as you sort of move from organization to organization to organization, there are these little pop-ups, you know, we're, we are kind of like a twice yearly fringe festival of Mm -hmm. new musicals, if you will. Yeah. You have, um, you know, and then you have, uh, the big houses like Berkeley rep and ACT and others doing their own thing as well, which is great. Mm -hmm. So I just saw, I finally made it to Broadway by the Bay down in San, in Redwood city. Mm -hmm. Um, for their production of the producers and it was so good the quality was and you you performed at douglas morrison i know that's right that's a great venue and i i've seen theater musical theater there that's been fantastic yeah you know there are some uh, areas like also i've done a lot of stuff at the phoenix theater because you mentioned the fringe uh, the fringe i actually not the phoenix but the exit theater yeah that's where they do the fringe and um 
that's they've been doing that for several, several years. I think the, my first fringe there was in the year 2001. And I've done at least two more since there. So there are some companies, they have a niche and they've been able to keep that niche going on, regardless of what's happening economically. Yeah. Um, because now, you know, uh, the rents are going up and uh, the dot coms are sort of pricing people out. Uh, so if you don't have like a stage like you guys have been at the Ashby, you use the Ashby. Uh, is this your third year using uh, the Ashby? Actually, this is our first time at the Ashby. Okay. We, were, we were at the uh, we've been. What we try to do is alternate between uh, San Francisco and the East Bay. Okay. So we've been at the flight deck on Broadway here. In oh Oakland yeah, yeah. Before mm-hmm. uh, we originate, originally we were at a small uh, musically minded academy, which is on Upper Broadway. Okay. And um, we outgrew that space very quickly. We actually have outgrown. Uh, 49 seat theaters pretty quickly. Hmm. Uh, so we're at Piano Fight usually in San Francisco. I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, this is our, I, we're excited to be at the Ashby stage. This is our first time there. Yes. Yeah, it's great that, cause I know Shotgun is there and I guess they're doing a production or they're about to do a production. So it's good that you guys have squeezed in there. I've, I haven't been there in a long time. Um, I was there for a bit. So. I think I think we're about to wrap it up. Uh, is there any? Did you want to um, pres- um, promote anything else that's that's going on? Well, um, Musical Cafe runs, as you say. I'll just repeat that it sure. runs to, opens tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not sure when this will uh, broadcast, but we're uh, we have three performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have tickets available, but not many. They are the house is filling up on all three nights. Um, uh, so Monday and Tuesday are kind of your best bets, 7 o'clock mm-hmm. um, for both performances. Or excuse me, 7.30. And then, um, yeah, and then My Play Or is part of Best of Playground, and that's at Protero Stage. Yep. And uh, that runs two more weekends. Yep. And Protero Stage, that used to be the Thick House, right? Thick House, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, we're going to post this uh, tonight. So tonight is Friday, and so if you hear this tonight... Tomorrow, you know, it's opening night for the Musical Cafe. All come right. Down and see us. All right, <laughs> exactly. Reg. And come to hear Reg's amazing performance <laughs> with Chester. He is awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much. All right, Jerome. Well, thank you so much. Jerome Gendis, right? Gentis. Gentis. Yeah. Gentis. Yeah. Jerome Gentis. Okay, thanks so much. And we are out. <laughs> <laughs>